Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Tom Girl. We are on episode 47 with NFL agent Savannah Foster. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Y'all ready for this? Are you guys all ready? Okay. <laughs> we had to reach back to the job jam, so I'm so excited to have NFL agent Savannah Foster. Thanks for joining us, Savannah. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. <laughs> Where can everybody follow you on social media? So Savvy with one B. S-O-S-A-V-Y. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, I am so fascinated by you, so I can't wait to, to dive into all about you and your career um, and, just, and just get going. Um, so... I want to read actually one quote. Let's see if I have it right here. So, in your in your bio, you are an NFL agent, and in t- uh, there are 795 total NFL agents. Only 41 are women, and out of that 41, only 21 women agents have a client who's currently on an NFL team, and that is you. And you're part of the 2.6 percent. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. That has to feel fantastic. It's pretty unbelievable. I mean, always you know, growing up, I always wanted to be an NFL agent, and then now that I'm actually here and succeeding mm-hmm. at it, is just unbelievable feeling mm-hmm. let's talk about that journey so let's go back to the the way back as you as a little kid first so were you big into sports did you have a passion for sports I always loved sports but I never really played too much I dabbled uh-huh. in softball but I was always a cheerleader and then my my love for sports really grew whenever I went to college because I went to the University of Louisville during a very amazing time in our sports career mm-hmm. so we won the Orange Bowl NCAA College World Series we went to the Final Four for men and women when I was in school. So it was a really cool opportunity for me to be able to go and see all these experiences firsthand. And mm-hmm. my love just grew and grew. I have to ask because I'm from Omaha. So how was the World Series? Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> we had the best time. This was at the Old Rose and uh-huh. Stadium uh-huh. back in the day. So this was in 07. And uh-huh. it was just unbelievable. I, could, I couldn't believe how much history was in it. Yeah. And we went to the little museum and... Seeing all the really, really cool old archives and things was really neat. Uh-huh. Have you been back since then? I have. You definitely have to go. I know. I, I heard that. I, yeah, I grew up with. Uh, I have an older brother, and my he used to, my dad used to take my brother all the time to the College World Series, and I was like finally old enough to like complain about it. So they, you know, they took me finally, and it's, it's like such a big part of growing up in Omaha in the World Series. I know they fought so much to keep it in Omaha, and I just went back to the new stadium probably about two years ago. Now I had a friend working at the event, and uh, it was. Was blown away, how? So yeah, I definitely recommend sometime if you want a good sports trip. To, I mean, I to guess I should back. have understood what a big event it was, but I didn't until I got there. I didn't understand the gravity of it, but yeah. it was unbelievable. Yeah. So you worked for um, talk about kind of the the jobs that you did in in college. So I worked for the president's office of the university, and so I handled all the trips for the board of trustees and the registrar's office, and so all the big wigs, you know, that we try to impress at the university, mm-hmm. all the sponsors and donors and all that sort of thing. I took them on the trips, so I escorted them down on the private jet down to the Orange Bowl in Miami and uh, that's again it's pretty easy to love sports when you see it in that way yeah that's pretty amazing <laughs> so I was college job from a very young very very young age but I loved it I loved every second of it I really did how did you go about because last time we like to talk about for other people out here who might want to do similar things to you how did you go about getting that job in college it really all started with sorority and I know that mm-hmm. sounds pretty cliche but I grew up in a really small town in West Kentucky and moved to Louisville I didn't really know anybody so I was like you know what I want to join a sorority get in here get to meet some of the ladies and see what it's about and I found out about the job at opening at the president's office through one of the girls in the sorority so the rest was history yeah and while you were there you were did very well in school like I mean 
I did all right. Let's do your own horn a little bit. <laughs> Tell everybody some of what, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're so I was a there. cum laude and then an honors scholar at the university, which was pretty cool for me because you only have to take so many honors classes if you want to remain in the honors program. Mm-hmm. But I took every honors class, um, which again was probably a nerdy thing to do, but it helped me meet so many people and kind of paved that next path for me. Mm-hmm. Have you always been a real like goal setter? And Yeah, yeah. I, I have. And I honestly think that's probably one of the reasons why I'm here today. Because mm-hmm. I mean, growing up in Kentucky was fantastic. I loved every second of it, but I knew if I wanted to keep growing in sports, I need to move away from there. So mm-hmm. moved to California, did not know a soul. Had never even been to California before. Um, and I don't think that would have been possible if I hadn't set goals for myself mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So did you move then right after right after college? I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moved to San Diego. Again, didn't know a single person. Lived in a little studio apartment by the beach. Loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, but I ended up getting a job with the Padres pretty much immediately after I moved here. And it's been just such a blessing to fall right in where I needed to. Yeah. So talk about what you what you did with the Padres. So I was on what was called the Pod Squad, which yeah. is essentially like a cheerleading squad. But we had so much fun and getting to interact with all the other. So we did basically partnerships for the marketing mm-hmm. group, and then we also did player appearances. So if a player's you know appearing at a local grocery store, the Pod Squad would go with them and help out with those appearances and that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I kind of grew in that role and helped out with a lot of the marketing opportunities too. And then how did you make the transition? Was agent after that, or where'd you go next? I always wanted to be an agent, and so I really only did the Padres' job to try and keep my foot in the door with sports. Mm -hmm. And I'd finished my first season working for the Padres, and I was, you know, what's my next step? What I want to do? Because it was an amazing job, but it was only seasonal, and I knew I wanted to grow and keep going in that direction. So right place at the right time. I met a group Mm -hmm. of NFL agents at the NFLPA rookie event that they have every year for the new rookies who are drafted, and they were getting ready to hire um, right place at the right time. It was very serendipitous. Yeah. So then did you go to um, Athletes First? Was that the next step? Or yep. Yeah. That's when the, they mm-hmm. were the agents that I spoke with yeah. were from Athletes First. They were getting ready to hire a receptionist. So I felt a little bit overqualified at that time. But I was like, you know what? This is going to be my opportunity to get my foot in the door. And I can show them who I am, what I'm made of. And we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. And I'm celebrating my 10-year anniversary there this year. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. How important do you think that is for people to like, you know, know that maybe – you're you're not going to get your ultimate stop, you know, right away, and to be willing to take a job that you might feel that you're overqualified for. Oh yeah, I mean that's my number one piece of advice to anybody trying to get into any field. Really, I mean, take whatever you can get. Then that's your opportunity to show what you're made of and who you are and what you're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And then you can continue to grow in that role. Or that's what happened for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hate for people to miss out just because they thought it wasn't exactly what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. especially in something like sports because it's such a small world and you mm-hmm. see the same people over and over and over again. So building your reputation uh, is so important. Mm-hmm. How did that? How did the t- your career grow over those 10 years then? Oh my gosh, <laughs> I did a little bit of everything. And, and really, I feel like that's why I'm, I've been such a successful agent so far, even though I only took my agent exam two years ago, is because I do have experience in every aspect mm-hmm. of the agency world. So whether it was general assisting or marketing or scheduling or even being a receptionist, I've learned every piece of information to like build to this combination of what it is today, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. It's been pretty special. Mm-hmm. So what was the, the advancement there uh, like when did you um, like did you go from receptionist to the agent or what, what well, kind of steps along the way? I started off as receptionist mm-hmm. and then I ended up becoming Brian Murphy, which is our president of the office, his assistant. And then working from there, I worked really closely with all of his clients that he represents. And then he realized after three or four years of doing that that my you know my skills could be used better somewhere else other than helping him because I really <laughs> I really interact well with the guys mm-hmm. and are able to help them on a different level so. He moved me into client relations and 
the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Can you share with everybody some of the clients that you're fortunate enough to get to work with? Oh, my gosh. I mean, we have a really great <laughs> roster, and so I don't want to pinpoint anybody in particular. Mm-hmm. But right now I do a ton of work for Landon Collins, Deshaun Watson. Um, I do things for them pretty much every day. They're very special people. Great mm-hmm. players, of course, but better individuals. So I do a lot with them. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a bunch of guys, and they're all fantastic. <laughs> I got really, really lucky in yeah. that regard because, I, you know, I don't choose the players it's so whatever the agency brings in, what the agents represent. So mm-hmm. I got lucky. And your agency does a lot to also do um, like good deeds, right? Philanthropic kind of work and fundraising and stuff as well. Yeah, I mean that's a really important core value of our agency. And every year we have a big golf tournament and gala at Monarch Beach Resort in uh, Dana Point. We raise mm-hmm. over a million dollars each year. The past thirteen, fourteen years, obviously didn't start off that big, but it's just been a phenomenal way to give back. And it's kind of like a homecoming for our players, yeah. you know. They all come from all over the country and have a really good time, and it's grown exponentially. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, Describe what maybe your kind of a day-to-day, a day in your life. Well, every day is pretty different, but this year, I mean, this time of year is the summer, obviously, so players are finishing their OTAs, starting to travel a ton, you know, Mm -hmm. getting their last travel in before they begin camp. So we're pretty busy with helping out with all those sorts of things, the facilitation of vacations, rental homes, rental cars, moving the players that got, you know, moved somewhere during the offseason, whether they were traded or whatever happened to them in the offseason, they ended up moving. We're helping out with all that. So mm-hmm. pretty busy time right now, but not nearly as busy as it'll be in the fall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, are you a big fan of the show Ballers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've actually only seen a couple of episodes, but everything I know about it, I'm like, it's so exactly what it's like to yeah. be I mean for the most part obviously it's a little bit pump, pumped up but um you know it's kind of like entourage mm-hmm. I can relate to it on so many different levels you know it's pretty cool that they decided to do that <laughs> yeah but that's fun to watch yeah yeah what are some of maybe some of the challenges that you face in your position honestly I mean I think for me the biggest challenge would be the time management because it's 24 7 and players are always needing something literally 24 hours a day around the clock and you never know what it's going to be until last minute um so mm-hmm. it's just been managing that time that's the hardest part, kind of like the life work balance, because um, mm-hmm. it can get out of hand, you know, if you let the people do whatever they need to do whenever they need to do it, yeah. uh, instead of taking a little breath of time for yourself. That's probably been the biggest challenge for me. Yeah. Any crazy stories? You don't have to say names. Any, oh, my any? gosh. <laughs> as far as the last minute stuff? Oh, you just never just, know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, players call 2 or 3 in the morning. Hey, I need a table at this club, you know, and trying to work yeah. a miracle and make it happen. But, I mean, I honestly feel like that's why our agency has been so successful because we can usually pull something out. <laughs> and make it happen. <laughs> and make, but then, I'm, you know, I've ruined it because I'm spoiling them too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they think we can do it all at last minute. So, I end up back in the same position. <laughs> <laughs> any, like, being one of the only, like, 2% of women, have you had any challenges you feel like different being that you are a woman in a in a field of men? It's definitely or- different. You know, a lot of times people just, people call the office all the time just because it's sports, you know, just really interested in learning about the industry, learning about different things that are going on in the office. So a lot of times people will call the main phone phone line at our office and say, look, can I speak with an agent? I have a question about, you know, whatever it may be. And the receptionist sometimes will put me on the phone, and they're like, no, I'm just trying to find an agent, not an assistant. And that's, oh, I mean, that hurts, you know? Yeah. I mean, it does, because I work so hard to get here, and, you know, I took my agent exam like everyone else. Um, so I run into that quite a bit, because mm-hmm. um, it's just unique, and people aren't expecting, you know, a middle-aged, 30-something-year-old mm-hmm. woman to be a sports agent. Mm-hmm. Um, so people aren't expecting it, and that's kind of 
you know, a unique obstacle that I face from time to time. But generally, I think it's been really helpful being a woman yeah. because I'm able to relate to the players in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, players will come to me with unique problems and challenges that they may not necessarily go to a man with because they feel, you know, mm-hmm. emasculated or whatever the case may be or embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel that way with me. So yeah. it's actually been an advantage, I believe. Yeah. Then it has to give you a good sense of pride, too, to be like, so that other, you know, young girls or, you know, can look up to you and be like, I can do that, you know, too. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, I, I, th- I want everybody to understand you can truly do whatever you set your mind mm-hmm. to, not to be cliche, but growing up in Western Kentucky, I never imagined that I would be where I'm at today. And, you know, you just make it work. You make mm-hmm. it happen. And even when you don't see the end of the ladder, you just keep climbing and climbing until you get there. Were there ever any times that you in your life, it doesn't have to be with this job either, but what gets you through those times when maybe it's not going so well or you were doubting things or if you thought, oh, you know, can I really do this? Did I, you have any of those struggles? Oh, yeah, but I think a lot of it's just been my network. I've just been so lucky. I have an amazing supportive husband and my family and my friends are just fantastic and kind of pump me up and push me uh-huh. over, you know, that hump to get to the next level because I've always been really lucky to be surrounded by good people, even internally at the office, you know, if I ever have issues um, it's a pretty small company, and we have 26 people total. Okay. So I can walk into the president's office and say, you know, this is kind of going on. Have you ever been in this situation? And while he may not be able to relate to the male-female thing, he's pretty much seen everything since he's yeah. been in the industry. So <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a big big crutch for me to be able to use all that advice. Yeah, that's great. And then I think, oh, this picture's up right now. You also do now some uh, public speaking about your career as well? Yeah. So, I wish I'd started doing it a lot sooner. You know, to be honest, I just was so worried, you know, to have my head down trying to work and grind and get yeah. to the next level. I didn't really take a lot of time to do it. But I get questions all the time. I mean, I get three or four emails a day, you know, mm-hmm. young women in the industry trying to figure out how to break in the industry and have, you know, questions like, how did you start? Um, what steps w- did you take? Yeah. You know, how, what would you recommend for me? So I'm like, you know what? I can help other everybody out, you know? Yeah. I want to help people. I really do. So. Yeah. I was going to ask that last, but let's, can we say some of the things? What advice sure. do you give to people who write into you? Well, I kind of mentioned it a little yes. bit earlier, but take any opportunity you can find. You know, don't limit yourself. If you find an opportunity that's similar to what you're looking to do, go for it. I mean, I mm-hmm. think that's probably the most important thing. But also networking. I mean, I know it sounds pretty cliche, but again, the sports industry is so small. You see the same people every day. So networking, getting your foot in the door, I mean, those are valuable experiences. Mm -hmm. So you may may meet somebody at Fox, and then eventually they go to ABC, and then eventually they're at NFL Network. You keep those relationships going for years and years. Mm -hmm. And what were, tell everybody what your degrees were in school. Yeah, so I got my undergrad degrees in communication and political science, which was a little bit random, <laughs> but they, they went together at the time with not many extra classes, so I, I chose that path, uh-huh. and then I have my master's in communication management from USC whenever I came out here. Um, and how long did it, I'm going to steal this real quick, oh, yeah. just make sure we t- touch on the thing. How, um, was it a two years master's program? It or? was, and actually it was the first class that they did it, so I was able to do most of it online, which was super helpful, because I was working at the agency at the time while I was a receptionist, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so I did most everything online and after hours, and it was a grind, you know, it was really tough, but I'm so glad I did it, because I couldn't have taken the agent exam without it. Yeah. So you have to have a graduate degree or seven years of negotiation experience oh. to be able to take the agent exam, so that was my way in. Yeah, any other details with that? Because I would have known that you would have to have that. Yeah, so they only have one exam each year that's offered in July. So they're getting ready to have the annual new agent seminars, what they call it, in Washington, D.C. And you have to apply. It's an extensive background check and all these sorts of things. They call 20 references, you know, or whatever it is. (laughs) Um, And then you sit for the agent exam in July with all the other people who are taking it with you. And then you find out late September, typically, 
uh, if he passed or not. What kinds of questions are on that exam? Oh, my gosh. It's pretty intricate. So we rely on the collective bargaining agreement book, you know, which is obviously mm-hmm. the bylaws for the NFLPA and the NFL. And you just kind of grind through it. And it's a lot of, you know, if a player gets injured in game four of the season, you know, is he entitled to this amount of money or this amount of money? Those oh. sorts of things. So so fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's really interesting stuff. But it's. A little bit, uh, a little bit intimidating. Whenever you're looking at it, certainly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the exam questions are kind of daunting. For sure. <laughs> what, how long did you study for that exam? Oh my gosh, it's... probably two or three months. Mm. Um, and then you're able to use the the source documents, you know, in your exam, but you don't have time to look everything up because huh. I forget. I think it was 25 questions, maybe no, it was 60 questions, three hours. So I mean, you're just booking it just to get through there as mm-hmm. quickly as you can. So you, if you can, if you know exactly off the top of your head where an article is, you can get to it pretty quickly and double check yourself. But otherwise, you gotta be ready. You don't have time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. have time. What are some other things that have maybe surprised you about this career that you didn't see coming? Honestly, I feel like I've been a lot more well received than I initially thought I would. You know, talking about from the females' perspective, because mm-hmm. it's it's intimidating. You know, going into a room with all men always. Mm-hmm. Um, you're only recruiting male athletes. So I think a lot of times you're like, maybe I'm not confident enough to go in this room or why would they choose me? Mm-hmm. But the more I'm in it, I understand I'm able to relate to these players as a person much differently than anybody else because all people are different, right? So mm-hmm. it's been a huge, huge learning experience for me to be more confident. Mm-hmm. It really has. Believe like, in yourself. Yeah, believe in yourself and understand, like, I know I can do this work. I've been doing it for 10 years mm-hmm. on all different levels. Um, and just getting the players to accept that and learn about me. And I think they generally, they get it. Yeah. They really do get yeah. it. Yeah. Any any of your, like, most fun moments so far? Uh, well, so I always go back. My favorite experiences that I've had were all right after Super Bowl 50. Because I was working with Von Miller at the time, who was Super Bowl 50 MVP. And it was the greatest three, four months of my life. Because I got to do everything that he did. So we went to, you know, the Kanye Fashion Show. And he presented at the Academy of Country Music Awards. Mm. We did... Dancing with the Stars. I mean, the Today Show, the Tonight Show, <laughs> everything you can imagine. Um, getting to go on that journey with him was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Every day we were going back and forth somewhere, you know, taking a jet from L.A. to Denver, back to New York, and whatever it may be. It was pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. 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 I was like, is this real life? <laughs> yeah, I hope you're documenting all of this. Oh. I mean, I know on your Insta has some great shots. But, it was but, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and he's such a great guy. Anyways, I could never say enough good things about him, but mm-hmm. just him being so warm and accepting during it all, you know, and just kind of embracing it, you know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, he knew it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and uh, it was really cool being by his side through that whole process. Yeah, that's great. What are some of the other perks of the job? I know, like, SBs and different things yeah. like that. Yeah, so we actually have SBs coming up in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of July. And then we have the Kids' Choice Award, Nickelodeon Kids' uh-huh. Choice Sports Awards the day after. So getting to see all that kind of behind-the-scenes stuff has definitely been one of my favorite parts of the job. So mm-hmm. talk about perks. You know, obviously we get tickets and that sort of thing. But being on the field before a game, getting to see, you know, the – ins and outs of all the red carpet for the SBs yeah. and things like that. It's It's been pretty surreal. Any big moments for you, like either big accomplishments or just really fun, you know, moments where you're like, gosh, man, I love my job. This is amazing. Well, for me personally, you know, I mentioned helping Von Miller out after he was Super Bowl 50 MVP. Mm-hmm. This year I got to help out Nick Foles, who was Super Bowl 52 MVP. So having that opportunity twice, yeah. it was really unbelievable. And Nick's an amazing person too. Mm-hmm. But being able to help him, we went to Ellen and then – uh, we went to the Jimmy Kimmel show and everything and getting to kind of see how quickly his life changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was such a whirlwind and how he took it and how he grew in that week 
it was pretty special to be able to be like, you know what, this is neat that I'm here, but it's even cooler that I'm able to see such growth. No, right, in him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. And I think we have a picture of you. You may have already shown it, Marissa, but I just had to pull it up because of the J-Lo pictures, the shot. Oh, too. Yeah, that I mean, was just because she's amazing. That was <laughs> last week. Yeah, we were we were in Vegas on a work retreat, and I just kind of stumbled into this opportunity. I'm like, this is one of the biggest moments of my life. She, I mean, she's it, right? Like, yeah, she's like the queen. Yeah, exactly. I had to pull that one. Yeah. So, so what, did you go to her show? Yeah, and I yeah. wish I got in a spray tan before I went to it, but... <laughs> But um, she's amazing. I mean, the show is unbelievable. I'm like, you know what? This lady's late 40s and still just getting it. I mean, she was full out for two and a half hours. And then it was one in the morning by the time I got the opportunity to see her. And she still looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. She always just looks sober. It's like 1 a.m. And she still looks fantastic. I saw her Instagram, too. I don't know if it was the same just recently, too. And she's posting, like, you know, lifting right before (laughs) her workout and stuff. So she just, I mean... She's amazing. She's not real life. <laughs> yeah, she's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and do real quick here. Um, I want to do our the Tom Girl of the Week this week. So we each week here we do uh, we do a Tom Girl of the Week, and this week it is uh, Sammy Zelaney. So she is actually the recipient of. Once a year, we give away a Tom Girl scholarship. So she just graduated from high school. She's a multi-sport athlete. She's going to go into college, and she's going to play golf in college. Awesome. So she uh, will be giving her – yeah, there she is. Or all of her brothers and sisters are college athletes as well. Um, and she just embodied what we look for here at Tom Girl. So we're very happy to be sending her out her the scholarship check this week. And we can't wait to watch her grow in college and her career grow. She wants to be a nurse or a doctor. Congratulations. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So now let's get back to you. All right. I want to let's go. I pulled some. Tr- oh, oh, yeah. You could. Sorry. This this I just pulled because I thought this was the cutest. Is this the best thing ever? ever? Yeah. Yeah. So my birthday's in October. And then last year, obviously, we have a little work. You usually get a little lunch at work and then a cake. And then my coworkers came out with this. And I'm like, this is the best cake I've ever seen in my life. I actually still have that shoe frozen in the office uh, freezer because I just don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. It's just so unbelievable. Well, so, now that you told me, because as I was Instagram trolling, um, I found out that you were pregnant, and you got congratulations. And then I'm like, this is also the cutest, since you told me now you're having a boy. I'm like, exactly. that could have been the cutest, like... Exactly. It's a multi-use. I can just pull it back out of the freezer and just reuse it for our shower. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it was perfect. No, yeah. it was so cool that they did that. Well, and in the shoe, I mean, it literally looks... It's just... I don't know. It's just so cute. But it's 3D. It's, it's made of Rice Krispie Treat. And you can't it? tell, but it's like very, very, very close to the actual shoe. Yeah. Like, I mean, I they had, went full out. That's, I had to look again because I, I was like, wait, well, is it a shoe on top? And yeah. I'm like, no, that, that's cake. It's but a little bit miniaturized, but it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Yeah. So cute. They nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, we, we also like to talk about uh, travel here. So I pulled a few shots from your Instagram. I wanted to yeah. get your thoughts on these places that you went to. So the first one was your uh, trip to Thailand. It was unbelievable. So that was actually a surprise trip that my now husband, then boyfriend, planned for us. And I'm a planner. Good work. Yeah, I'm He's a, in here. Good I'm, work. I'm a planner. <laughs> and so, you know, I have everything very meticulously planned, like front to back. And he didn't give me much notice. About a week ahead of time, he's like, you know what? I need you to pack. We're going on a trip. A little bit nervous because mm-hmm. he hasn't really planned too much in our relationship thus far. I was a little bit scared. But he pulled it off without a hitch. We had an unbelievable experience. So we went to Bangkok. Chiang Mai, the PP Islands, and Phuket. And it was just 
unbelievable. And he actually proposed while he was there, which made it even Aww. more special. But um, everything that went into it was just unbelievable. I mean, you know, we got to hang out with the elephants and see all that. And we got to see the islands. We spent the night on a boat. Aww. I would recommend it for anybody. Because it wouldn't have been probably one of the top destinations that I really wanted to go to. But it was the opportunity of a lifetime. We yeah. had a blast. What were some of your favorite um, things you did. I know you said elephants and things like that. Yeah, spending really- the night on a boat was really cool because, I mean, we're literally just under the stars and we got to go uh, diving with plankton. They have these plankton that are glow in the dark. Uh-huh. So you can't see them at all until night. And, you know, you're moving your arms underwater and you see it's like you're in slow motion. It was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And I probably never would have done that if he hadn't encouraged me to do it. But that was really neat. Um, and we got to see the where the movie The Beach uh-huh. uh, with. Leo uh-huh. was created, and that was pretty cool. That. It was so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It was awesome. So getting to see all that uh, was pretty neat. It was really remote, so it was kind of difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. It made it pretty special. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Pulled another one. We have Hong Kong. Yeah. So we weren't even there too long. We were on there on our way back from um, from uh, Thailand, and it was fantastic. So we were at the top of this huge, crazy hotel, I guess it was, and we were at this restaurant, and it was unbelievable. The view is amazing and the city's so fast paced there's so much going on and it's like a classy city you know yeah. like kind of like a new york city uh-huh. but bigger uh it was unbelievable seeing everything that they had going on there the business center was unbelievable that's an amazing shot you isn't that too. cool yeah, i know that was really just on my good. iphone camera too yeah, yeah it looks yeah, great just looking like, out of a city and even like the clouds and the yeah it's kind of like very gotham great. It, yeah it is i'm like it's really cool kind of gotham looking yeah it was great it was unbelievable i, I want to go back there and spend we were actually just talking about that earlier we want to go back and spend some more time there for sure yeah it's on the list definitely one more we have a safari shot yes we went we went to uh south africa last mm-hmm. fall in December. Unbelievable. I would really, again, recommend that to everyone. I need more details on this one because that one is oh. on my bucket list. So, oh, yeah. like, how did you, where'd you stay? Would you, with the crew, tell me more details. <laughs> well, so we did a little bit of everything while we were there. You know, so we wanted to capitalize on, you know, while we're there. And it's such, it's hard to get there. So it was 10 hour flight to London and then 10 hour flight on to get to Africa. Mm-hmm. And when you land, you have, you know, a two hour other little puddle jumper flight and then four hour car ride, you know, but eventually, we get there, and it was, I can't even explain it. Like, we were staying on the safari park, which is out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And every day, for six hours a day, you're just riding around in a Humvee, just looking at all the animals. Yeah. But it was really cool for us while we were there, because we had a really unique experience. Because I didn't know I didn't know anything too much about ant safari animals. Uh-huh. But I guess the black rhinos are really endangered. And while we were out on our safari, we spotted a black rhino that had a cracked horn. And our safari guide was worried that it would get poached. I guess it makes it more susceptible to poaching. So long story short, we spotted it, helped the ground crew and the air crew find this rhino. They, you know, Mm -hmm. tranquilized it. We got to help cut the, saw the horn off and save his life essentially from poaching. And it was pretty cool. So we actually got to get out of the Jeep and pull over the the rhino from the shrubs that it landed in whenever it drunkly fell over but it, <laughs> it was pretty cool to be able to see that yeah. i mean we we're out in the elements <laughs> like oh, yeah. out there what other animals did you see oh we saw of course rhinos and giraffes and hippos and um tigers we didn't get to see well we saw the tigers in thailand we actually didn't see them out in africa we didn't get to see any lions but ever, mm-hmm. other than that we get to see the other big five 
So the water buffalo mm-hmm. and, of course, all kinds of monkeys, all little monkeys everywhere, which is super cute. A lot of baby animals, like the warthogs. We got to see little Aww. baby warthogs, which is the <laughs> cutest thing ever, like little yeah. piglets. Yeah. Exactly what you would think they look like. Do you feel like you were just in an animation movie? Like, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. I mean, we're just sitting there waiting to kind of cross the street, and there's this giraffe just walks by. Yeah. We had to, like, let it cross first, you know, and... Um, it was cool being there at that time because all the baby animals were out, you know. Yeah. So that was really, and this picture, obviously, there's a little baby zebra, which was pretty cool. But I think uh, if I had to choose any, the little baby warthogs were kind of the cutest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what are some other spots that are on your bucket list? Um, we really want to go to Greece. That was on the list for the summer, and it hasn't really worked out with the pregnancy and everything. Yeah. But I want to go to Greece really bad. That's probably next on our list. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really done too much of Europe either. So Paris and Rome and all that good stuff too. I guess kind of the more cliche places. Mm-hmm. Also want to go to the Maldives just because mm-hmm. I think you have to. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a bucket list, amazing. right? For sure. I mean, yeah. we got to do it. Um, I like kind of the more tropical places. And mm-hmm. my husband's more of an adventurous. So we kind of like to do a little bit of both whenever we're on our, our adventures. So mm-hmm. it makes it work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well, let's go back to a little more about your career and things. What So what are some of your goals maybe in the next five years, ten years, or I, what do you have set for yourself? Yeah, I want to keep doing what I'm doing because I genuinely love it, but I hopefully will be able to recruit a little bit more in the next couple of years, my own players. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have four or five first-round picks that I represent and do you know, their contract negotiations and all their everything, their endorsement opportunities, everything they may need. I just want to kind of keep building on that foundation, you know, because – Again, I think I'm in a pretty good place right now, but it can obviously always be a lot better. Um, just a couple more players of my own. That's mm-hmm. kind, of the, kind of the ultimate goal for me. And what are maybe some things that you would tell, now that you've been in the business for a while now and celebrating your 10 years, like what would you tell your younger self? Um, just to be sure and network a lot more. Because I've, I've gotten that recently, you know, and I've started to kind of understand it. But there's a lot of great relationships I had over the years. I just didn't do enough to kind of cultivate and keep those going. Mm-hmm. I really wish I would have paid a little bit more attention to it at a younger age. And, you know, obviously everything's worked out kind of for me how it should. But I think over the years I would have spent a little bit more time kind of maintaining those relationships. Mm-hmm. What are ways that you network now? Um, we try to be out and about as much as possible. Uh, so obviously we're always in L.A. So with the SVs, you know, it's a great opportunity because there's four or five different events going on that week outside of SVs. So we'll have the Players' Tribune Party. You know, Adidas mm-hmm. and Nike will have events. So Making sure to stay in contact with all those contacts has been really helpful. Um, and that's a great opportunity to do it because it's all in one place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other, I know we already did a bunch of advice for, for people, but any, any other thoughts you have or for, for no, people I d- interested? Just not, don't limit yourself, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, again, growing up, I never really, I always wanted to be an NFL agent, but I didn't think I really could deep down. And you truly can do anything. And I think maybe if I hadn't set those limitations in my own mind so young, mm-hmm. I would have gotten to this point a lot sooner. And then who knows, you know, the sky's the limit. So I wish I'd been a little bit more confident. Mm-hmm. Your family's still back, you said, in, the, in your small town in Kentucky. Yep. How do they feel about you being out here and working with all these people and what you're doing? They don't get me at all. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. They're like, what in the world? What are you doing? Like, I'm in Vegas with J-Lo. Don't worry about this. You know, like, sorry. Uh, no, they're super supportive. They really are. But it's just kind of like night and day, you know, because they're in such a different place you know than I am of course so I try to kind of take them along and show them everything that's going on and they, they really enjoy it but they've been very very supportive I'm lucky to have them yeah you said they haven't come out that that much we got to get them out more because Laguna is you live in Laguna and that is one of the, it's the most beautiful place out here yeah I mean obviously they were here last year for the wedding so we got married in mm-hmm. August in uh, Corona Del Mar which was 
such a beautiful place and everybody loves it and it's a great opportunity to come vacation you know while you're here right. visiting us so please come out you know please come visit us <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk not to turn things to a serious note but as we were talking about your small town your high school is actually one of the high schools that has been in the news recently for school shootings can you talk more about that and how that that feels for you yeah well it really caught me off guard of course because I went to Marshall County High School super small in the middle of western Kentucky I think when I went to school there there were like 1500 students but it's the only school in the whole county so Mm. you know kind of talking about how small it is I mean it's a really small community and everybody knows everybody so I was directly affected by this in a couple of different ways you know very small connections but I knew a couple of the children who'd been shot and Mm. Um, one of the students who'd been shot, actually, her mother worked with my sister. So little connections like that make it really close to home. And it's just terrible that, you know, I feel like children don't feel safe anymore mm-hmm. in schools. And somewhere where I know very closely, very intimately, right. I never imagined that something like that would happen there. So it's kind of sad, but seeing them grow through it, mm-hmm. um, hopefully things will be put behind them sooner than later. I know you'll never forget it, but yeah. hopefully trying to grow from that and you know, move on to the next thing. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry that you have to go through that and that your hometown and school, you know, has to go through that. And I hope, hope some changes are made soon in this yeah. country. So no more it happens way too to, often. Way too often. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very sad. All right. Well, let's not end on, let's, let's, another note. But anyway, it's, it's been so um, just amazing listening to you and talking to you. Let me see if there's any last questions before I let you go. Cause I was just, I had so many, I wanted to, um, let me spam. I think we hit on most of them. I guess. I guess I would maybe see um, over the over the ten years. Like, how have you seen the role and presence of women like change over those ten years? Like, have you seen more, or what yeah. has been different for you? I mean, definitely a lot more. You know, while we mentioned that there aren't too many women NFL agents now, there are more than there ever been, which yeah. is great. And there's also women referees, women coaches. Mm-hmm. So I think women are really starting to make their presence felt a lot, particularly in the NFL, and it's great. I mean, it's fantastic. There's no reason why we shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a great representation. I think it's going to only continue to grow. Are there some organizations uh, that you're involved with or that you know about um, that support this more, or that, that are good networking organizations that people could look into? Yeah, one of the biggest ones is called WISE, the Women in Sports and Entertainment, and they have chapters, I think, pretty much everywhere in the country. I initially found out about it in Denver, but there's a chapter in L.A. as well. So that's a really great opportunity for women to be able to network, learn about job opportunities. You know, I get emails all the time about potential job openings or internships and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. So it'd be a great way for, you know, especially young women who are interested in being in sports to kind of learn what's going on. And you said that was wise. Yeah. Women in sports and entertainment. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing your time and sharing your story. It was so nice. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell everybody again where they can follow you on social media. It's so savvy. S-O-S-A-V-Y. All right. Well, that wraps us up for this week. We'll see you again here next week. Thank you so much for watching. You can follow the show at Tom Girl TV. You can follow all the other fun shows at After Buzz TV. And we'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. 
The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.